0: and the lip balm has been applied. Inside joke for all you OG listeners. We are back for another episode of Off Trail with Luke and Chandler. I'm Luke. I'm Chandler. And this is Off Trail. Anyone who's watched our show in the past has maybe heard that joke before. You know. So it's kind of a fun little way we can open up an episode. I'm glad you brought that back. Yeah, I just thought today, you know, my lips are a little chapped after mm. going to the desert and I was like, you yeah. know what? I I need I need some uh, some chapstick. So I thought, you know, it hit me. I was like, we need to, we need to bring this little joke yeah. back. For I like episode. it. I like it. So, and I get it. I was feeling a little, a little dehydrated after a
1: four days in the, in the it's desert. So. I think it's
0: changed. You know, you start you're from up here in Salt Lake, you go down South, it's drier, it's a little colder mm-hmm. and just natural. Yeah. Natural thing. Yep. So, but welcome back to the show, everyone. Um, we want to start real quick before we get into the episode here. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to our channel, um, Best thing you can do to help support us, leave a like, leave a comment on the video if you've got something you want to add to the conversation. Um, if you are listening to the audio-only version, or if you want the audio-only version, we're on all major podcasting platforms as well. You can find us there, Apple, um, Spotify, you name it. Um, go find us there. Leave a five-star review, if you would. We think we earn it, so we'd love to hear from you guys. But uh, did I miss anything, Chandler? Any other announcements? I don't think so. Okay. So let's get into this episode today, and we are talking about progressing through the field of photography, Mm -hmm. and kind of specifically with the idea of whether or not we need to get more or acquire more gear, or we need to learn some of the more fundamental skills of photography if we're trying to improve our work. And before we get going, I want to shout out our buddy Gumby. He's the one that kind of sparked this conversation. I know you were having a conversation with him. Yeah, yeah. He messaged me
1: and was asking my opinion on um, at what point do I think, um, you, you know, he, well, he, he kind of phrased his question, or I guess, framed his question as, you know, the big topic is, you know, everybody wants to know how do you get better at f- at photography? And it's, is it by gear or is it by, you know, technical skills and location scouting and doing stuff like that. So, a uh, great question, glad he asked it. And yeah, it was it was something that I had been thinking about already,
0: and so we decided this would be a pretty good topic. Yeah, it's a great topic. So, we're going to get started, you know, because we can talk about like where we're at now and everything, but we want to start from the beginning and take you up to when you can get, quote unquote, advanced in this field. Mm-hmm. So let's say you have just figured out that you want to pursue photography to some degree. You know, you don't have a camera yet, you know. So now we have the question, should I get gear or should I start learning stuff? You know, if you, Chandler, were starting out and you actually kind of started out this way, Mm -hmm. what would you recommend
1: to people? So what I did and what I typically recommend is start using your iPhone because I got into photography in 2020, I didn't have a camera, and I spent about a year just learning everything I possibly could about, you know, the technical parts of photography, how to take photos, how to edit photos, and, you know, learning about composition, things like that, and I only used my iPhone. I mean, part of that was, like, I didn't have money to buy a camera, and so I only used my iPhone, and, you know, the iPhones a, it's a decent camera, you know, it's it's it takes fairly good photos you know phones are pretty cool nowadays and so it was about a year and then i ended up uh, i think it was spring early spring of 2021 i picked up a canon 6d which is a it's an older dslr camera and i still use it nowadays you know today and it's 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 a it's a great camera and it's you know what i owe a lot of my career to and um yeah that's that's what i would do keep it cheap at first keep it keep it simple and just learn because if you don't if you if you get in and you learn it well let me i guess let me let me phrase phrase it like this if you get in and you spend thousands of dollars on all of the most expensive camera equipment you know you go buy i don't know the the r5 right out of the bat you know without knowing anything about photography that could potentially end up being a waste of money you know because you don't even know if you like it so take you know the the uh The equipment that you have available to you—the iPhone, maybe a cheap camera, a cheap little point and shoot, or something like that—and just work with that. Find out if you even like it. Learn about it.
0: So, no, and I think like you bring up great points, and I think it's great that we kind of start with you because you're a phenomenal photographer who started on their phone. Mm -hmm. Like you don't have to go get the big, awesome toys right away. Like literally, just take the thing that's already in your pocket, pull it out. And learn what it's like to take better photos and learn mm-hmm. the techniques and stuff. Now, this is not saying you can't go get a camera. I first started, I didn't use my phone right mm-hmm. away. Um, granted, that's also because traditionally I've held iPhones years past their good use day. It's true, yeah. But I started with an SL2, a Canon SL2, or a SL3, sorry. And that was a great camera. So you can find cheap options if you really want. Like if you – we've talked about before. Like if you're sure that you want to really go down this path, go get a camera. Yeah. You know, like if you you know this is what you want to do, go get a a good cheaper setup just so you can start really learning with the physical camera itself. Mm -hmm. But the underlying theme at the beginning of your photography journey like you were alluding to is learn the skills that it takes to start taking better photos – a big part of that is composition. Um, you know, editing would come into play as well. But I think there's a lot that you can actually learn before you ever need to get a camera. Again, we're not saying you do, you can't or you shouldn't. Yeah, absolutely not. You know, if you're in a situation you've got some money you want to blow, by all means, go get a camera. Now, like blow you them. said, I don't think you need to go get the big R5, some five thousand dollar setup. Yeah, no. But go spend a few hundred dollars and and get something you can use out in the field.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean. I think one thing that's really interesting right now in the, the, in just the whole world of photography in general is there's a lot of photographers who are kind of scaling back and moving on to like the, the little small point and shoots and stuff. And like Ashton's a good example of this. Ashton and I have had several conversations about like the randomest, the most random, like tiny weird cameras and like little waterproof Canon point and shoots and things like that, you know, and everybody's kind of scaling back to these like small little point-and-shoot cameras, and at least hobbyists are, you know. Well, and I so, can't
0: blame them because it sucks to hike with these big setups.
1: Yeah, exactly, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, you know, it's even even people who have been doing this a long time are, are, you know, finding value in some of the point-and-shoot cameras. So
0: it's all about what you put into it. Yes, and, and the biggest thing, and this is, you know, this will be a little bit of a theme throughout the whole show, but the idea of learning the different skills that are involved to take a good photo like that is something that's going to help you out through your entire journey like it's going to stay with you forever yeah like you, you can't just keep getting more gear and expect to be better you're going to have to learn these things at some point yeah and at the beginning i think you know we are in agreement just go learn that stuff right away mm-hmm. and spend the time like dive into it and learn a lot of what you know the technical side of what it means, like how what good photos look like. Yeah. So yeah. you, when you get out there with whatever camera you have, you can start taking better photos like that. You know, some landscape stuff, just take it with your phone. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. we're taking it at a very similar focal length anyway. Yeah. You know, Um. you know, now iPhones have raw capabilities. So it's like, you have a lot of editing, like room to play in editing. Like there's a lot you can do without having to go spend the money.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think a good example of this is last year you guys went and hiked Lake Blanche in the snow, right? And you got a photo of Sundial I, Peak.
0: I only took a photo with my phone. I didn't yeah. even get my camera because my fingers were frozen. But... It's one of your favorite photos. Oh, yeah. And part of that has to do just with the memory itself. Yeah. You know, um, is it the best photo I've ever taken? No. But like, it's still a great photo. Mm-hmm. You know, there's meaning behind it and everything. And, and even though, like, again, my hands feel like they're about to fall off. I was still thinking, okay, like, how am I going to frame this up now? It's a very basic frame. Yeah. But nonetheless, even in that situation, it was like, oh, just my phone. I'm still like, what, what's, what is what is going to look good when I'm taking this shot? Mm-hmm. And, again, those skills just stick with you yeah. throughout your entire journey. It doesn't matter what kind of gear you have. You know, you can do it with a point-and-shoot camera. Like you yeah. said, you can do it with an iPhone. You can do it with a cheap camera. You can do it with an expensive setup. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, you know, at the beginning, again, we're in agreement. If you want to go get a camera, get a camera. We recommend getting something cheaper, but learning the skills and again, composition. I think is a big one. Learning how to take different compositions, um, is huge. That's going to get you to like, maybe like the next step where you can kind of justify what we would, you know, at this phase going and getting a little bit of gear, you know, whatever that looks like, you get a little bit better of a camera get a little bit of a lens, whatever it's going to be. You know, especially when you're starting out, you may be using a a very cheap, basic camera with like a kit lens, Mm -hmm. right? So maybe this stage is when, oh, maybe I'll get my first lens that is a little bit more expensive, but a a lot better quality than you're going to get right at the beginning, whether Mm -hmm. it's with your phone or a kit lens. You know, for me, I think back to when I started and... For whatever reason, I thought that the first lens I should get was the 100mm macro. Now, interesting choice. That is young an interesting Luke. choice, yeah. Um, the reason I did that was because at the time I was sh- shooting a little bit more sports stuff mm-hmm. and I didn't want to shell out for a 70 to 200. Um, and a 24 to 70 wasn't quite enough range for me. So I got the 100mm macro. Never used it for macro. <laughs> I just wanted a little bit of reach with it. Yeah, um, I think I maybe used it for more macro than you ever did. <laughs> yeah, but like, but that's a great example, right? It's like, I got started. I had the kit lenses and I had the the nifty fifty when I started. That was a the two kit lenses, and the nifty fifty when I started. Mm-hmm. And then I got the hundred mil macro, but I got it for a certain reason. Like there was a use case that if I wanted to to adapt my work, you know, add something to my portfolio, I needed something that helped me get photos that were better quality in those situations. I was shooting indoor sports, so lighting's tough. Mm-hmm. Kit Lens is not great for that. No. Yeah. And so I got the hundred mil macro, it goes down to F two point eight. And that gave me, it started giving me more room to play with my photos that I could start achieving some of the things I wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think whether it's with reach or with aperture, like there's there's stuff like that where once you get to a certain point, again, like when you know what you're doing, at least Enough that you can start justifying. Hey, I should probably get another piece of gear. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I. Yeah, it, it's it's funny because I um I've run run into this a lot where um I know I can take well okay so I generally most of my stuff that I shoot is with this Tamron seventeen to thirty five. It's like it's the best lens I have. I don't have. A lot of fancy glass. I, I just don't. I have you know some older EF lenses, and I I just don't have like a lot of fancy RF glass. Yeah. Or anything and like that.
0: and before we move on again, this is kind of the point. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, some underlying theme this whole episode. You don't have a ton of that fancy stuff. Yeah. Yes, yeah. you have an R6 Mark II. Mm-hmm. But you don't have a ton of the fancy glass. Yeah. No. And yet you can still take the photos that you do. Yeah. Like you can do so much if you know what you're doing exactly. with the camera. And yeah. that's kind of what we want to get at with a lot of this.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, there's, there's been some cases, and the, the example I was going to bring up is um, a few weeks ago I went and shot a wedding, and I knew I was going to need a, I knew it was going to be somewhat of a darker venue. I knew I was going to need something that had a little bit more uh, reach as far as aperture goes, you know, something that went, went a little bit wider, and something that was a little bit more telephoto as well. So I ended up going and renting a rf 28 to 70 which is an f2 lens and i needed that lens because i needed something that could just give me a little bit more brightness something that can give me a little more reach something that can give me a little bit because i mean just basic camera tech stuff the lower your aperture the wider your aperture like the higher you can raise your shutter speed you know it's you could make things it, you just work that yeah. exposure to if, trying a little bit better and so if you're
0: in a wedding you know especially like say a reception because a 24 to 70 or 28 for what you said yeah is a great lens for like the reception it's right? perfect yeah. but that's when people are dancing and stuff and if you don't yeah. have something like that that allows you to get a little bit more light in with your aperture mm-hmm. now your shutter speed may suffer yeah and when you're trying to get people dancing and get sharp photos you may not be able to get them the way you want yeah and exactly. that's where again certain gear can start to unlock new things for you yeah
1: so that's what it's about it's just like it's figuring out what different types of gear can do different types of things you know i think another good example is your fifty one point two, 1.2 that 50 millimeter uh rf 1.2 lens and because you can get some looks and some images out of that lens that are unlike anything i've ever seen and it's because
0: of that 1.2 aperture right so. yeah and like i think for me like i want to push that talk with my fifty off like just like another step almost but th- it applies like yeah. it, like i have that lens for a reason because there's things that i like to do with mm-hmm. my work that i simply couldn't do yeah if i didn't have that that, yeah. that the ability to do it but it gets back to this idea that i didn't get that lens or you didn't get that that lens without kind of knowing why yeah. i needed it yes you know when when you're ever thinking about getting gear i think a very important question to ask yourself is what am i going to use this for yeah and like like what's the use case yeah you know if you're if you're wanting to get into a different genre or something that you don't normally do and there's a good reason to get it well you can justify getting some new gear
2: Mm -hmm.
0: you know and cameras work the same way not just lenses i want to be clear about that too like you get a better camera you might have better low light performance whatever like full frame from aps-c um there's benefits to be had from improving your camera as well, mm-hmm. but like the underlying theme here is you should kind of have an idea of what it is you're trying to accomplish with your work. Yeah. If you want to look at getting new gear, because otherwise the gear is not going to help you. Like I look back now, I'm like, why did I get a hundred mil macro? <laughs> like, it, it was stupid of I me. Mean, I should have just got the 70 to 200. Mm-hmm. Again, it was a little more money at the time, but that was the play like i got it because it a little cheaper so sure maybe that was smart back then mm-hmm. but when you, if you don't know enough like do research ask people like you and me reach out to us and ask for our opinion yeah figure out what it is you truly need if you want to accomplish something new or, or take your work to the next level before you just jump into a big purchase yeah like that.
1: yeah and i think you know to kind of bring this back around if you don't understand those basics that you learn when you're first getting into photography, if you don't understand what you know, all these little things do the exposure triangle, aperture, shutter speed. If you don't know how a camera operates and how a photo is made, you're not going to understand why each of these little pieces of equipment can do
0: the things that they can do and why they can Im- improve different types of images. So. Yeah, you no, know, it's it's a very important thing, um, and you know we're kind of glossing over the whole editing side of things as well. Yeah, because yeah. that's you know that's a big reason why. You get images that look the way Mm -hmm. they do in your work, and same with me. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a whole other side of it, though. And, you know, we've talked about it before, at least off air. It's like, to some degree, you got to just, like, work through that on your own and and figure out what it is you like, what you don't like. Look at someone else's work. See if you can try to mimic some of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But even then, like, you know, you can go to others for help, too, and, and that'll start to take your work to a different level as well. Yeah. And I think this is a really good bridge, Um, you know, talking about getting like another, like maybe your first piece of of good gear, learning editing, where we can bring in our producer, B-Dotes. Hello. B-Dotes is a guy who's a great photographer who's kind of in this phase right now. Like we were talking about it last time after we were recording for a while. Um, You know, you recently got, well, not recently, maybe anymore, but... You got your lens like a seventy to three hundred. Yep, the Tamron seventy to three hundred. Yeah, so you got a seventy three hundred, and you're starting to get the hang of editing more too. Which means your work is now going to jump to a different level with enough effort in this in this space now, right? Um, and I remember when you first got that lens. I mean, you were all about it. you were crazy about it you texted all of us, <laughs> sent us the like the first photos you took. I remember it was elk or deer, whatever whichever one it was. Yeah. You're so like,
2: I think I had borrowed Nimitz seventy to three hundred. We went up to Echo Canyon, shot some elk up there, and I was like, Yeah, I like this thing And then I think maybe a couple of weeks later I ordered my own and here we are. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: And but like and we actually talked about that on a different podcast a long time ago. Um but in a way for you Like this is what this conversation is about, and if you want to chime in, please chime in here. Um, But getting a piece of gear like that kind of unlocks new potential that you can start to go seize and like take control of. Whereas before, it's like, oh, I have this gear, but it's like I'm kind of just stuck. Right. But now you got a lot more that's open to you. So prior
2: to this, I only had my kit 16 to 50 millimeter, and then I had gotten a 16 millimeter prime. So I didn't have very much focal length, so I was kind of limited there. And now that I have this, I can get solitary subjects. It's, it's been nice.
0: Yeah, and like, I think that's like the great example of what we're trying to talk about. You get a lens like that, and suddenly the world opens up in ways that you couldn't see before. Mm-hmm. But now when you go out, you get the joy of saying, oh, like, I, I didn't used to be able to take this kind of photo, but now I'm looking for photos in a different way. And that process of going out and looking for new things all the time with different focal lengths, different compositions, whatever mm-hmm. it may be, that is like the process that's going to take you in your in your work to the next level.
1: Yep, yep. And it's just, you know, it's it's cool, especially when like, I mean, for me, I don't have some, well, I have that, that 100, 300 really old Canon lens, but I don't use it a ton just because it's from 1987 it's old it's old yeah
2: pencil sharpener that's
1: the pencil sharpener yeah nice yeah um if you haven't watched that vlog go watch it it's great um but every once in a while i do this thing where i will go and rent like a big telephoto lens just to bring it on like a trip and just because it gives me something i don't know to kind of play with something to be a little bit creative with like we went to southern utah this previous weekend and i rented a 150 to 600 Uh, Sigma lens and maybe that was more than I needed but it was really really fun to use you know I just I could set it up somewhere and then I could just turn around and just be on a swivel and just shoot all these different compositions that I thought were interesting and it was just it was really cool and it's kind of a cool creative exercise to do something like that not to turn this into a conversation about telephoto lenses but You know, just play with that. No, but
0: I think I think like that is part of this conversation because a lot of people they probably do get like wide angle stuff, especially if they're landscape people. Yeah. They they start wide. You know, like me personally, I I almost don't shoot telephoto whatsoever. Yeah. I almost never go past 50 millimeters, right? Hmm. Now that's just the kind of stuff I like to do. But because a lot of people don't shoot that stuff, you know, if you get something that has that kind of reach, again, like we were talking about with BDOTs it starts to open up new doors for you. And, like, I can say something that I've always wanted to try, but I don't have the gear for, is to shoot photos of the moon.
1: Yeah. And we yeah. were doing that. Yeah, we did that, You know, that, with, yeah.
0: with your lens. And, like, that's awesome. But you can't do that with a 16 prime, right? Because yeah, the moon's no. that big, you know? <laughs> and so, like, if there's a great example there of, if you want to try something new, like, yeah, you should get some different gear mm-hmm. to help you... Take those leaps and those steps if you wanna, you know, take your work in a different direction. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. That reminds me of Jared. He just shot Tempanogus and he got the hut with like two people and he ended up finding them on Facebook and it was those oh, same yeah. two people. Yeah. yeah. Like it's crazy. There's so many different ways you can go just by getting different gear, trying new stuff out. Yeah. yeah,
0: like 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 getting gear and this is again, there's a there's a balance here to be struck between getting gear and learning new things. But getting gear is something that will help you mm-hmm. in your journey. The claim we're trying to make is just do it in the right way. Do it smartly. Yeah, be like, thoughtful about it. Yes. So. Like, make sure you, you have a good reason to justify mm-hmm. getting new gear. Because that ultimately, like, when you're being intentional about it, that is what's going to take you yeah. to where you want to be. Absolutely. So now we got to get in this phase here where you know we maybe picked up our first lens or something and you know we're progressing we're getting good and i think this is where i start to throw my situation like 50 into the mix for those who don't know i used to shoot just on a 24 70 it's great um but after being in utah for a bit i just like felt like i was in a funk for whatever reason i don't know why i just was not liking any of my stuff um it was just a phase i went through where it was it was just a weird little thing to deal with but I decided I was going to just sell that lens. And this is not smart financial advice, mind you. I said, I was going to sell that lens and then pick up a 15 to 35 and my 50, which it's the 50 F 1.2. Now those both are great lenses. Yeah. Phenomenal glass, not cheap, but what that did for me, especially, I mean, I got the wide angle for landscape stuff because I always felt like I wanted a little more reach, but, the 50 in particular, the reason that I was like, I'm going to try this was because now at a fixed focal length, this forces me to now look for things in new ways that before it's like, oh, I'll just zoom in or zoom out. Mm-hmm. Like it was easy, but now I have to move my feet everywhere yeah. to get a shot I want. I, I got to get in the right angle, whatever that's going to be. But without taking that step and just being like, you know what? Screw it. Getting rid of this lens, taking the jump, getting my 50. Like I would have just been stuck, and now this is not to say that you can't take those leaps with the, a twenty-four to seventy and shoot everything on that. Mm-hmm. My special case was I just felt like I was in a rut, um, but if you are continuing to learn new things and push yourself, this is kind of a phase now where it's like you don't really know which direction to go in, mm-hmm. and everyone's going to be in their own little spot.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like it, it's funny. I I have kind of reach that same spot. Well, I guess like, I mean, a couple months ago I, I did, I I've kind of been working my, my way out of it where I got to a point where I was in a little bit of a funk and I was like, I don't know what to photograph. I don't know how to make things look interesting, whatever. And I just feel like I am at a stopping point in, in my growth. And the way that i approached that wasn't with gear. You know, some people do, you know, they they get a new camera, they get a new lens or whatever. I realized that i still have a lot to learn about like composition and location hunting and things like that. And so i've been practicing composition so hard the last few months and and you're still bad at and it. And it's so really bad at it, but we're getting <laughs> Just there. Just kidding. he's great. <laughs> but and and you know, and that's where like i've i've seen you know some of the biggest improvement in my photographs in the last over the last two years is is the last few months where i've been really trying to push myself on on composition and shooting things that maybe i'd never would have thought about shooting and and trying to frame things differently making sure that things are i guess one of the reasons i started wanting to to do this is i i, I went up to Glacier national park right and got a bunch of photos there a lot of them I love there's a lot of them that I thought that I would love more than I did. And I got them back and I realized, why did I shoot these like this? Why did I shoot these at this angle?
0: And Which sucks because Glacier is so far it's
1: away. It's so far away and it's so great. And like the photos turned out so cool, but it's like they're all off balance and stuff. And I, I was like, why did I, why did I do this? I didn't even think about it. You know, I was just so excited about you know, being there. I didn't think through my compositions. And so I posted one of those photos and I don't know, maybe you remember this. I posted a photo. It was a, it was a full landscape um, or like a horizontal image. And I had put like the two by three crop version and then I had put a more square crop version of it. And I was like, I think the square crop version works better because I don't think the composition worked. This was my caption on it. it was, I was talking oh, about- Oh, I do how, remember this actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And I had gotten a couple people who commented and they're like, yeah, I think I like the square one better. And I was like, man, I still- that's what i need to work on that's where i need to put my focus to is is my composition skills and you know trying to make images look interesting through you know through that aspect and not through like my editing i've always focused on my editing and that's always been my my biggest focus is how do i make the best photos by editing them and i realized well my now my composition skills are totally lacking so
0: yeah and i think like that's a good junction now where like editing comes back into play yeah you know again you've kind of got your groove but you're doing well maybe got some good gear at least something at this point point. and now you're like okay well do i get more gear do i learn new things like you know there's a lot of different ways you could go and again for you is a great example for me it's the same way it's like learning new things is now going to get you different looks that you want to try and get with your work mm-hmm. whether it's landscapes portraits abstract it could be anything automotive does you can name any genre of -hmm. photography and it applies to it once you get to a point where you got gear where you can you know accomplish a certain in-camera look now it's like okay well you got to learn how to get that look and then you also got to learn how to edit Mm -hmm. and there's two different roads there you can go you definitely went in the editing phase and like you learned it really quick yeah and you you'd done a great job with that um Like, for me, with editing, like, I just kind of stuck with something very basic, I'd say, for a long time. And Mm -hmm. then at some point, I was like, you know what? I want to switch this up, Yeah. you know? And then I just figured out how to learn a new style of editing completely. And now all of my images are edited like that. And they look phenomenal. Yeah, it's just, but, you know, gear would not have done that for me. No, yeah. Like, there's, I mean, yeah, some some aspects of my image, I needed the gear for, like, my 50. But... Getting new gear was not going to help me get a different look to take get my work to a level where I was like, you know what, I want to try and get to this point now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like you got to learn that. But in picking up those editing skills, I was literally actually just I went back to an old photo from the uh, we went down to Southern Utah earlier this year, um, back in Cathedral Valley. I took a photo and because we're you know in spooky season here, I was like, you know what, I'm going to make this photo spooky, and sure enough. I did a pretty good job of doing that. Um, But like, and it came out quick, but that's only because like, I started spending more time figuring out, like how can I get certain looks with things and Mm -hmm. just playing with settings. And unless you spend the time doing those things and really learning and diving into those skills, you're never going to have like that extra like tool in your bag that you can go to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, I think at this point, you know, you get to a phase where it's like, this is just like the continual like, phase you're stuck in. It's like, mm-hmm. well, do I get new gear? Do I keep learning new things, right? Yeah. Like I would say that's kind of where both you and me are at. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, well, what do we want to do? Like where do we want to take this yeah. anymore, right? You know, like I definitely have what I feel, like the gear I need. Like, no, no part of me thinks I need new stuff. I think you have the perfect setup. Like, sure, there are certain things that I would want to try. Like, let's say I want to try wildlife more, which mm-hmm. I would like to maybe do one day. Yeah. I don't have that setup. Yeah, no. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to go up to the bear with my 50 and be like, yo, hey, smile, bro. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> there's try it. There are certain things like that that's, you know, if I want to branch off into other things, I'm going to have to get some gear. Yeah. And so for me, a lot of it's just like, Playing around with composition, mm-hmm. t- editing, technique, anything like that, um, just to see what I like and what I don't like, and and push myself forward in that way. Yeah, and I think you're in the same boat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing is it's it, this is something
1: that I've I've a, an approach that I've always had just to to life in general is I always assume that there's always going to be more to learn about everything. You know, that there's always going to be something more to learn and especially with photography. Photography is such a d- massive field. There, there's so many different things to learn, you know, like composition, editing, different, you know, technical in-camera skills and, and things like that. So, it's just, it's never-ending and it's just, you know, life in general is just a whole learning process. It's, so. it's an enigma.
0: Yeah, exactly. Who knows what life is like? Yeah, <laughs> but um, But, you know, with this whole conversation, you know, we're talking about photography and stuff too, but, I also want to make the point, like, like, you kind of were getting at there. It's like, this is not just about photos. This is about anything in mm-hmm. life. Like, I can relate it to my coaching days,
2: mm-hmm. back
0: when I was coaching volleyball. Um, that's why I wore my old coaching hoodie today the for the show. The Mastodons. Go IPFW, now just PFW, but the I will always be in the name for me. Um, what is, wait. Yeah, It's a long story. The, the name changed of the school and everything. Ah, gotcha. But, um, but I used to coach, and, like, you get players who get really good, right? And for me, especially when I was playing with like, our girls in practice, like I was better than the girls because mm-hmm. I had a lot more experience. Like, I play at a different level because you know, the men's game is different than the women's game. And so it gets to a point where, yeah, I could go, you know, it's not quite perfect because gear in something like this doesn't really apply, but I can teach you a technique, right? We'll mm-hmm. say that's the gear. I can teach you how to hit a ball but once you get good enough, I have to teach you where to hit a ball and why you should hit a ball there mm-hmm. and to learn and think about the game while you're playing it. Mm-hmm. Like, in in this example, the strategy behind the game is almost like the skills idea because while I'm playing, I'm thinking, okay, if I hit the ball over here, there's a good chance you're not going to be there. Or mm-hmm. if I want to put get, like put the ball there, I have to put myself in a different position to start with. Like, there's a lot of those things that come to play. But if you can think about those things while you're playing, you are now taking your game to the next level because a lot of players can't do that as well. They can do everything technically really great, but they can't think and react on the fly to get that advantage over you. Yeah. Like I would always make the comment when I was setting, you know, I can go set a ball, I can put great balls to my outside, my right side, my middle hitters, and that's what a lot of our setters could do. But when I'm on the court setting, I'm seeing the entire other side of the defense before I make a dis- decision on where to set the ball. Mm-hmm. And that gives me the advantage because I can see that middle move a half a step one way and I say, I got you. Yeah, I'm going the other way. And you're not going to get there. Yeah. But unless you take the time to get into that side of the game, again, or learn the skills of photography or whatever hobby you are into, you're going to kind of just get to a point where you're stagnant and mm-hmm. you're stuck at a certain point. Yeah, and you always want to try to go beyond that with what you're doing. Yeah, you know
1: it's funny. I when I was um, in in junior high and high school, I got I got really into basketball. I was like like when I was in junior high, I was like I'm gonna play on the high school basketball team, and I practiced my butt off. And like I was outside, you know, I'm I'm not very coordinated with my left hand, but I was outside for hours just dribbling with my left hand and trying to shoot left hand, do layups left handed, and you know I got I got pretty decent at a lot of the technical stuff. But I never learned, like, just how the game operates. I got really good at the, at the technical things, but I never learned a lot of those, like, well, if I move here, how is this guy going to move here? And, you know, I mean, if I set this, is this guy going to move here? I never really learned any of that. So I never really became a, a good player in the sense of, you know, thinking about how the game works. And it, I... I remained stagnant there i never really got very good because of that you know i could do a layup and i can shoot pretty well but i never became a good player because of that
0: yeah and i was kind of in the same boat when i played basketball i could do a layup now and i play defense but that was about all i could do i couldn't shoot you know but i never learned like the ins and outs of the game either yeah volleyball was different because i had 10 plus years in that game and learning from great people and mentors throughout my experience but if you want to Go to that next level. And again, this is where we're talking about at every point in your journey, this applies. You have to learn like the the principles, the strategy behind a lot of this stuff. Because that is always going to be there, no mm-hmm. matter what situation you're in. And it's not that you have to stick to the rules all the time, but if you're gonna like end up breaking the rules, it's better to know what they are and do it purposefully mm-hmm. in a way to like to kind of push the limits of where you could go. Yeah, exactly. Man, sports is sports just bring the, the perfect analogies for everything. Sports are great, man. Yeah. I mean, that's I that's like a big thing in my background like of how I've understood so many things, right? Mm-hmm. Again, we're talking about photography, but I can pull an example from coaching collegiate volleyball that applies just the same. Yeah. You know, and you understand it. And you're like, "Well, that actually makes a lot of sense to what we're talking about with the art scene." Yeah. Like yeah. it's it doesn't matter. Like because these principles run through everything we do you know it's the same thing yep Um, but there's another aspect too that um, I want to touch on here that like I actually realized and it to some degree kind of humbled me a little bit because I was talking with our buddy Michael Michael Pitts Mm -hmm. Um, great dude great dude Uh, glad you came out and visited us man Mm -hmm. Um, but we're we're chatting about photo stuff and um, some of it's kind of composition editing style whatever Um, and I was pointing out some things in like some photos I've taken um, and he made the comment that he's like, well, you're also like a very analytical guy, which is very true. I have a math degree. Um, but because of that, I might just have an easier time picking up on some of these things, which mm-hmm. I never thought about really, right? And so you might be coming from a spot where it's not as natural for you to pick up these things. Mm-hmm. And so you'd be even more intentional about trying to search for whatever technique or principle or ideas that you can pick up um whereas you know for me it's like i look at my like oh that's just it's yeah that's how it's easy yeah. you just go it's here you do that a little more obvious you'll yeah. stand there but like you know I, i've never like thought about it like that before yeah um you know not that, like i don't know how different you really are because you're it's kind of the same way you go out and, and you just like look around and like but that's that's the kind of activity that you have to engage with if Mm -hmm. you're actually going to pick up on these skills you can't just walk out there and be like oh there's no photo here it's like no like you have to kind of get there get in the moment and really like just take a step back and look for something new yeah and if you're not actively doing that
1: that's one of my that's one of my favorite things to do lately is i mean so after you guys left on sunday jared and i went and wandered around and did a little exploring and I was kind of thinking about this, you know, we stopped at some spots where it was like there's probably not a photo here and it was like no, there's there's a photo here. There's always a photo. We just you just have to find it.
0: Yeah, so. and I think that attitude is the attitude you need to have mm-hmm. when you're going into any shoot. It doesn't matter if it's any genre, it doesn't matter. You should always go into something with the mindset of there's a photo here yeah. to be had. But you just have to discover it. Yeah. And it may take a little bit more effort and time to Unwrap it, yeah. But there's something, and again, it, this may be switch to different gear, yeah. Put a different lens on, yeah, yeah. Put yourself at a different angle. Walk 30 yards that way. Whatever it's going to be, mm-hmm. like you can great, you can create something. Maybe you should do a portrait here. Maybe yeah. it's not a landscape spot, like because I think we've talked about this before. Actually, when we go out and shoot, you know, a lot of times we're chasing landscape stuff. It's great, it's fun, but like there's times where conditions aren't great, and it's like, oh, well, now landscapes. I kind of suck for that yeah but i've always been like you know what great Porsche i can time. shoot because like i can just switch gears yeah and go into something totally different mm-hmm. right but it's that mindset it's like there's something here yeah and i'm gonna chase it but if you're not willing to adapt with your conditions your scenario whatever it is you're gonna be stuck yeah you know it's funny i actually had this experience
1: uh two weeks ago um i was shooting some um of some family photos for, for a good friend of mine up uh, Big Cottonwood Canyon. And we had planned on shooting around golden hour up there, but they had something come up and they could only do, I mean, they could do that same day, but they could only do it about one 30 in the afternoon, which is not good shooting conditions. No. It's midday. And so I was like, I don't know how we're going to make this work, but we'll figure something out. And we got on location. I ended up changing locations to something that I thought might suit that kind of time of day. And we got there and, and it took a little bit longer just because I had to kind of figure out where, how do I make this work? Where can I put them to, you know, have this, you know, not turn out bad or just have these not look weird. And, you know, it took a little bit of, you know, a little bit more effort. But they ended up being some of my favorite portraits that I've probably ever taken, you know. And they ended up working out great. They look, they look phenomenal. So, and that's what I mean. Like there's always a fo- even if it's the middle of the day, there's always something you can do.
0: So. yeah and i think that mindset is like it's a growth mindset yeah you know and so i think you've gotten so good at what you do is because you've always approached it. it's like i'm gonna figure something out yeah even if it's like you come away with a bad photo you're trying mm-hmm. and that's the important thing you're, you're gonna uh, try something new if it works great if it doesn't so be it you've at least tried now you have a It's like okay this doesn't work but i can tweak it this way next time yeah. right and that's important that's an important part of like the learning phase yeah. and getting better. Self-evaluation is yeah. vital. Just exploration and, and figuring that stuff out. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think, I don't know, I feel like we've kind of covered from beginning to end. Yeah, I think so. With yeah. all that stuff, right? Yeah. Not to say like we're at the end. but No, definitely um, not. Yeah, I'm trying to go in reverse now. But, <laughs> but I think it'd be fun if we kind of wrap this episode up with the three of us. And let us just talk for a minute about where we think we are. And if we want to try to keep getting better, how can we, like, what direction we need to go in? Do we need to get some different gear? Or do we need to keep learning skills? So, Beatles, can we start with you? Yeah.
2: So, I'm still rocking my A6000 that I started with. Great camera. Yep. Small but mighty. Um, I think right now my main focus is developing a style in editing. I feel like I have... The manual skill set down. It's just getting the editing style consistent. And you and I chat chatted about this for like two hours. Yeah, and we went through a bunch of pictures. You pointed out a couple things that I could do differently. I did them on my phone real quick, and they looked cool. But yeah, that's that's where I'm at right now.
0: <clears throat> yeah, and I think that's absolutely correct. I wish you could have been here for that conversation. So you, I know- don't. <laughs> <laughs> so so you can know like what we are talking about but like that's a big part of the growth phase yeah. as well and, you know i went through that same thing yeah like that's why like we were talking about that night we've talked about it. it's like you see a photo of mine now and you're like oh that's that's luke's photo yeah because right. like you know what my thing looks like yeah. right well, we actually had a we had
1: a night like that a couple of years ago where we all got together and we we're editing photos and um it was you me and derek and we were exchanging photos we did it like a little let's edit I mean, each other's photos yeah i remember that yeah yeah and like I got a. I went away with that. Like, oh, there's so much more that I can do oh, okay, with my okay. with I was my out Where you're going with that? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but,
0: but yeah, it's like like that's a point there where it, if you're trying to get better, you know, you can get gear, you can learn like the the composition, the camera skills, but editing is a whole other facet that people mm-hmm. not to skip over, but like. Maybe they can be afraid of, too, because it's it can be intimidating. Yeah, for sure. If you're, especially when you're trying to get certain looks that people get a lot on Instagram and stuff. Yeah. Like, there there are certain photographers out there where it's like, how did you get this look? Yeah. You know? Um, or, like, in, when I was just talking earlier how he made a certain photo, which, you know, was a, literally a midday photo. Blue sky with white clouds. And I turned it looking like a haunted place. And, like, that's pretty freaking cool. But... You don't get to that. You, you can't do that easily unless you spend the time learning the editing side of things. Yeah. And whether it's you're trying to learn fun little things like that or find your own style, that's a big part of you know your growth process and getting to where you want to be. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And so. another
2: thing that I've learned is to not try and do everything all at once. Like Chandler alluded to earlier about focusing on composition, and like right now I'm on editing. Just like focus on a couple things at once. Go out and be like, I'm just going to make sure like, my aperture is good. I'm getting good blur on the foreground or background. And just focus on that. And I think that's the probably the best way to progress.
0: Yeah, so mm-hmm. I want to take a little detour on that point as well. Because that's another great point that I also implemented in my coaching. When I was teaching my setters, it's like, especially near the end of my time teaching, it was, okay we're going to literally just break down the entire process of getting to a ball and putting a ball up to your hitter. Mm -hmm. But the, the very first thing we're going to work on is just getting your feet to the ball. I don't care how the ball comes out. If it's misplaced, if it's an illegal touch, doesn't matter. The only thing you need to get right on this rep is your feet. And then you spend some time doing that. And then you say, okay, your feet are looking really good now. Now let's just make sure where you're catching the ball is where you need to be catching the ball. Mm -hmm. And that's the only thing that matters now. Because chances are good that after you spend the time working on the feet, that's going to be good from here on out. You may stray a little here and there, but you're going to be good on that side. But then you add one more skill on top of that. And then we get really good at where we're taking the ball. And then once that's really good, now the only thing that matters is what our release is like, Mm -hmm. you know, or like where our body weight is, whatever you want to add on next. But it's continuing to just add one thing on at a time and having that singular focus. To the point where now you're just building on your toolbox, you know, and where with the base that you're working from, and where and how you're gonna get better. You know, that's a physical skill, you know, setting a ball in volleyball. But camera stuff applies the same way. Focus, you know, go out there and, and intentionally think about your aperture and what you do. When I'm shooting the same way, it's like, what aperture do you want for this shot? Think about your shutter speed. Think about your composition only. That's a great way to like really cement these things Mm -hmm. into your work and make them become not just like things you're trying to work on, but habits Mm -hmm. that you're nailing every time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. I mean, like now, you know, when I'm trying to focus on, you know, making more interesting oppositions, the shutter speed, aperture, all that stuff is, it's already there, you know, so that's all second nature. And I don't even really have to think twice about, about
0: that. Right. And that's what we've talked about, I think, on the podcast before. When you're learning, like, the settings, like, the basic three settings with shutter speed, aperture, and ISO, like, you're figuring out how to shoot manual. And, yeah, that can be kind of intimidating at first. Mm-hmm. But once you learn it, it it's just second nature. Yeah. When I'm going out shooting my, okay, here, boom, 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 it's, like, you just roll through the settings to get what you want. Mm-hmm. But you have to learn what each of those things do and, yeah. like, take the time to get those, you know, those ideas and those those techniques cemented exactly in your practice. Yeah. So, let's jump to you now. Where do you think you are at in your journey, and and how do you think you need to approach it in order to keep getting better? Well, I still,
1: I always will feel like I have so much to learn. Yeah, um, you do. Yeah. You're so mean. I'm very supportive. I know. Um. No, I. I. I I'm. I'm very. Uh, uh, self-critical with my my photos and very nitpicky about about you know the
0: the the, the images that I make. But he is watches editing sessions. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> he makes changes. I'm like, dude, you spent thirty minutes on that. I would never even thought about. <laughs> I'm like, I can't even tell the difference. Yeah, <laughs> it's subtle. It's subtlety.
2: Um, and what would you say your average um, radial gradient is? On how, how many editing? per photo? Five, seven. 30, 35.
1: Probably, probably, yeah, five or seven. (laughs) Um, no, I think, you know, like like right now I, I have a lot of that basic stuff. It's, it, you know, it's second nature to me. I, I don't struggle with that. I don't even think twice about it. Um, so kind of like I mentioned before, I'm really focusing on compositions. Um, I spent a lot of time studying the work of different photographers that, you know, who have been doing this for 20, 30 years and kind of you know, that the kind of work that, you know, that speaks to me and is striking to me. And trying to figure out, like, well, what is it about this photo that I like? Is it is it the edit? Is it the composition? Is it the actual, you know, the subject? And trying to figure out exactly what that is. And, you know, I found that a lot of times it's the composition. And a lot of times it's just, I need to be, you know, I've gone through a lot of my work you know, again, this is that, that self-reflection thing. I've gone through a lot of my work and I'm like, my compositions could be a lot better. They could be more interesting. They could be, you know, less boring, I think, you know? <laughs> and, um, and so that's, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, I, I'm i at a weird spot where it's like, I, I like a lot of the work that I do and I, I like everything that I, that I'm putting out for the most part. Um, but I know it could be better and I want it to be better. Um, it's just about you know making you know putting the work in to make it putting the work in, and the time the time into to get, making it better. So
0: yeah, there was something in what you just said that I want to maybe flesh out a little bit. I want to wrap this whole thing up, but mm-hmm. there's great ideas that are coming up, which is awesome. Um, and you, you said that you look at a photo and you're like, "Well, what is it I like about this photo? Mm-hmm. Is it the edit? Is it the composition? It could be a number of things." And I think a lot of times, you know, especially when you're starting out, you see someone who's got a great look, style, whatever, Instagram, and you say, I want to shoot like that. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times we we almost skip that question. And maybe we jump more to like the edit first, but it's like, we need to think about what it is in these photos that we truly like. Mm -hmm. You know, I can think about a lot of the people that I saw, you know, early on, it's like, I like their photos. But it's like, I'm always just like I want to edit like them, yeah. and that's great. But you should also want to take photos like them. Yeah. And what is it about the photo itself that sticks out? Mm-hmm. You know, because you can learn to edit all you want. Yeah. But a great edit is not going to take a terrible photo. Yeah. And make it great. Like you could, you know, if your composition is garbage, and you can edit like some of the greatest, you know, photographers you see on Instagram. Like, cool. Like you got the this, the colors and stuff, but it's not a great photo, Like you got to learn yeah. both. And yeah. that's where I think you said that. I was like, we need to at least mention yeah, yeah, that aspect of it. You got
1: to learn how to make a good photo, learn how to make a great photo and then take that editing and make it a phenomenal photo.
0: Right. So, right. So I'll wrap it up with me. Um, I'm in a little tricky situation because I don't care as much. About the photo stuff anymore. Yeah, That's why I joked about going in reverse. Yeah, you're suddenly the anti photographer. I'm the anti photographer. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the role I was born to play. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there, it's not that I don't want to take photos, it's just that it's not the most important thing to me anymore, right? Yeah. But if I want to go out and do and get better still, I think for me, the way that I'm going to do that is largely through different gear. Mm-hmm. Only because I'm very limited in my setup now, and at least for the kind of photos I take now, I mean, I just I feel like I'm good. Like I'm satisfied with it. I have no desire to improve those necessarily. But like I said, if I want to shoot wildlife or if I want to shoot the moon, whatever that's going to be, I, I'm I'm literally, literally going to need physical gear to do that. Yeah. And you know, obviously, in in approaching new avenues like that in different genres that I don't do now. There will be learning curves on how to take better photos too. Mm-hmm. So, like, it gets in the arguments. Well, yeah, I should still be learning stuff. But I think for me, ultimately, it, it comes down to the gear question mm-hmm. of just what I want to do. Like, with when Michael's here, I'm like, Dude, I might do, I might want to learn FPV. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's just that's a gear. There's skills involved with flying an FPV drone that are not present in flying <laughs> a regular <laughs> drone. Um, but, like, you know, it's just things like that is kind of where. I feel like I find myself. Yeah. So. All right. As, uh, any more questions? Beatos? Uh, any comments? Nope. Okay. Chandler, anything? I don't think I have anything. Okay. Well, if we got nothing else, we're going to move on to the segment we are trying to end every episode with now. Um, if you've watched our previous couple episodes, um, as we've restarted this podcast back up this fall, we have decided we want to fill the back of this table with new items. Um, you know, we have some we'll be putting on, but if you at home want to send us something, we would love to feature it on the table and put it on the podcast one day. Um, so please reach out. Don't make it too big. we got to keep space, though. So as I say that, the item I have today is a little big. Ooh. But um, I have something that the, the idea, the, the lesson behind it kind of applies. To this conversation a little bit, especially maybe the way I've approached my work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but we'll chime in as we go. So the item we have today... And hey, remember, we don't know what this is. I'm, have, I'm thinking like Excel
2: spreadsheet, due to your <laughs> analytics. It,
0: it is not property. an Excel spreadsheet. I'm sorry to disappoint you. It's like a you. printed out screenshot of Excel. Right. Just but, like the, em, just
2: the... Just the emblem or yeah. the yeah. logo. Yeah.
0: But that gives me ideas for the future, though. But today... I actually have a decoration I used to have up in my not old house, but the apartment I was in downtown. Hmm. And you would have seen this on the wall before, but I don't think I had it up anywhere in the house when we lived there. I might know what this is. Yeah. This is a board. Yep. With some Japanese lettering on it. It's really big, so I hope this is in frame enough. I'll put it on this side here. Now, this is also my really. Producer says it is in frame. Awesome. Thank you, producer. But this is my okay job at trying to paint Japanese lettering on a board. It's not great. But these four symbols make up the term Ichigo Ichi, which loosely translate to like things only happen once and enjoy the moment and be there. Right? So you can attest to this and you know too. I mean you can see it right now. On the back of my camera, I've had a sticker that says "Be present" mm-hmm. on there for, I mean, as long as I can it's remember a long now. Time, yeah. um, it's probably at least two years. But for me, the way I've approached it, and the way I think I've also gotten a lot better, this is where I'm trying to tie this back in, if I can, is being very present when I'm shooting and knowing what I'm trying to shoot for, mm-hmm. and and to get that look. Like when I'm shooting with my 50, and you can attest to this too, because you've been out with me the most when I've been doing this. When I'm shooting with my 50, try to get a portrait or something, I'm like looking for a very specific shot of someone or something, Mm -hmm. and I'm not just going to take every shot I want. I'm working for that one shot, and I will be out there and I'll say, no, this isn't it. Mm -hmm. And I may give up if I can't figure it out, but I'm always searching for something. I'm I'm in the moment looking for the exact thing that I want, you know, and that's, I think, a way that you can kind of ground yourself when you're out in the field in practice, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that's something that
1: I've been trying to do better at as well. I didn't mention this before, but now you bring this up. It, it reminds me about this, but um, there's a lot of uh, landscape photographers who are you know, that I really, really look up to, and they always talk about make sure you spend time in the field, spend time on location, get to know it, and be present in it, and you'll get way better photos doing that. Instead of just showing up for sunset, shooting and then leaving, you know. Like we went to a couple spots this, this last weekend where we spent a good amount of time there and it gave me the time to kinda of walk around and get to know the place a little bit and, and see things that I wouldn't normally see. Yeah. And
0: it produced what I think are some pretty good photos. Yeah. So. And like that's that's like the lesson. It's like be there because yeah. that moment only happens once. Mm-hmm. Right. So be there, be present, be mindful. And in that you're going to naturally find yourself discovering more things about the scene and noticing things about that moment and, and what the scene looks like that you wouldn't have before. Absolutely. And that's where you start to, you know, that becomes more your normal practice when you're out shooting. Mm-hmm. And that's when your, your game is going to go way up. Mm-hmm. So that's why, I, that's why I brought this down. So I was like, this is perfect. It's great, yeah. So, beatouts. any comments? Nope. Okay. Man, a few words. Man, a few words. But, yes, yeah, so we're going to put this on the table. What a great addition. Like I said, if you have anything you'd like to send us, feel free to send, us, send, us send it our way, and one day we may feature it on the podcast. We'd love to do that. Yeah. Um, you know, we want to try to engage with you guys at home as much as possible, and we feel like this is a good way to do that. So, yeah, well, I think that's all we have for today. Again, make sure you like and subscribe to our channel. Uh, leave a comment, especially if you've got something you want to add to this conversation. This is a great one to get everyone else's opinions on. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're on YouTube, all podcasting platforms, you name it, we're everywhere, man. So uh, follow us on Instagram. If you've got questions, anything like that, come follow us, ask the questions. Yeah, please do. We try to. If you
2: want to go hang out outside, just message us. Yeah, yes. if you just
0: want to like, hang out with cool people, we're, we're pretty cool people. I'd like to think so. Yeah. Well, you, you guys should hang out with B-Dotes. B-Dotes is the man. b through yeah. you're the man. You are the man. Thank you. <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. Please hit us up any way you want. You know, we'll, we'll do our best to, to get back to you guys. So I think with that, we're out. Peace. Bye.